What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in this video, I'm gonna be going through my rest of season rankings at every single position. So going through top 36 running backs, top 36 wide receivers, think top 24 quarterbacks, and then top 18 tight ends. And full transparency, not getting super in-depth on all these players. I'm kind of just going to put up the graphic. I have the tiers, just kind of talk about the players that are in each tier, and then just go from position to position. I'm not trying to be here, you know, talking to you guys for an hour and a half, because that's probably how long it would take if I actually went in detail on every single player. But we're just going through all the positions. Hopefully, this can help you guys kind of evaluate players moving forward, potentially help you make some trades. Um, you know, maybe locate some potential trade targets. And then also just keep in mind that these are my rest of season rankings. These may not exactly line up with the general value. So maybe I have a guy ranked super high, but he's not, you know, widely regarded as, you know, being that great of an option. That's something you're still going to have to work through because you may be able to get him for cheaper, you know, compared to where I have him ranked. But enough of me talking. Actually, if you guys do have any questions, you can drop those down below. If you enjoy, like button, subscribe, all of that. But let's just jump right into the running backs. And I have three players here in the top tier. I have McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Austin Eckler. And then in tier two, I actually have Josh Jacobs leading this tier. Maybe a surprise to some people. The dude is just on fire. And something that Josh Jacobs has that some of the players behind him, like Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, do not have is that Jacobs has had some really solid receiving involvement. I'm obviously not expecting him, you know, to maintain the production he's had over the last three games, but I think he's going to be a locked-in running back one rest of season if he can maintain his current workload. Then at five, Nick Chubb, six, Derrick Henry, seven, Joe Mixon, and then eight, Jonathan Taylor. That is going to wrap up the uh, tier two guys. And then heading into tier three, I have DeAndre Swift, Travis Etienne, Kenneth Walker, and then Dalvin Cook. This is running back nine through running back 12. I think a healthy DeAndre Swift is in that tier two group. Unfortunately, we're just not locked in on his health right now. As you guys can see, I'm very high on ETN and Kenneth Walker rest of season. Also, I don't think I mentioned this at the top, but these are going to be rankings before the Thursday night game. So, you know, I'm recording this before, I guess, you know, so we have every team having, you know, close to the same number of games. So I will not know what happens in the uh, Buccaneers Ravens game. And then to wrap up that uh, tier three, Dalvin Cook coming in here at number 12. Then I have three players in tier four, Leonard Fournette, actually Alvin Kamara at 13, Leonard Fournette at 14, Damian Pierce at 15. The thing here with Leonard Fournette where I struggle is that I think, you know, a workhorse Leonard Fournette on a Bucks offense that's clicking, that's a top five running back. And I do think that's in his potential rest of season. The problem is he also has the downside of this unit really struggling over the last two games, you know, especially, but really over the entire season, plus the fact that Rashad White is kind of, you know, right on his tail. So there's a situation where Fournette is a top five running back rest of season, but there's also a situation where he, you know, enters into a committee and a lot of the running backs I have ranked ahead of him, like ETN, Walker, Cook, Kamara, these guys are not going to get, you know, replaced as a number one running back. I'm not saying that's likely to happen for Fournette, but that's still, you know, semi a possibility. So that's why he's going to fall like outside the top 12 running backs. Uh, I talked about Damian Pierce at 15, starting the tier fives. I just have Aaron Jones and Ramondre Stevenson. I think those guys are kind of a little bit behind the tier fours, but I think they do kind of clear the tier sixes. Tier six is going to be Raheem Mostert, Miles Sanders, James Conner, and Devin Singletary. Just players that I think are really solid running back twos rest of season. Connor may look like the odd man out here, maybe Singletary also. I just think a healthy James Connor is probably approaching high end running back two territory. 
So you're getting a little bit of a discount with him being banged up. Maybe they rock with a committee rest of season, but a healthy James Conner is definitely, you know, in the RB 15, 16, 17 range. Um, Devin Singletary at 21 hasn't had the touchdown luck, but has had a solid workload on this Bills offense. Then in tier seven, I have the two Cowboys running backs, Zeke and Pollard at 22 and 23, and then Cordero Patterson here at 24. It seems like it's possible for Patterson to return within the next week or two. Obviously, the injury uncertainty is going to have him a little bit lower. A healthy Patterson is probably in that uh, tier seven, maybe even the tier five group. Uh, Tier eight, I have Najee Harris, Kareem Hunt, David Montgomery. Najee Harris and David Montgomery, both kind of players with capped ceilings. For Kareem Hunt, like we don't even know if he's startable at this point, but he has the potential of being traded into a better situation. And then I also think once Deshaun Watson comes in here, he's going to be a much better play. And on top of that, he has handcuff upside if Nick Chubb were to go down. If Nick Chubb's down, Kareem Hunt's probably a top 10 running back rest of season. In tier nine, I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Brian Robinson, Michael Carter, and Gus Edwards. This is the tier of players where I have lead backs and offenses who don't have their situations on lock. So CEH, right now, I guess he's the number one for the Chiefs. Maybe you're arguing Pacheco, but CEH has had the touchdown upside this year. Can he maintain that role? Not sure. Same thing with Brian Robinson, currently leading the commanders, you know, in opportunities, touches, all of that stuff. He has Antonio Gibson there, doesn't have the full, you know, workhorse workload. Michael Carter, uh, Brees Hall goes down. They bring in James Robinson. Ty Johnson's probably going to be involved. And then Gus Edwards, just a part of that Ravens committee. And then the final tier, tier 10, running back 32 through 36. We have Rashad White, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, Daryl Henderson, and then Deonta Foreman. Rashad White and Jamal Williams, very strong handcuffs. A.J. Dillon, disappointing. At this point, he's kind of just looking like an Aaron Jones handcuff. 35, Daryl Henderson, probably going to be operating in some sort of committee rest of season. And then Deonta Foreman, same thing in a committee with Chuba Hubbard. Now we're going to switch over to the wide receivers. It's going to be top 36 wideouts. And we had some shakeups here based on, you know, some injuries going down within the last day. So I have my tier one guys, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, and Tyreek Hill. I don't think we need much of an explanation there. Tier twos, I have Devontae Adams, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown. Actually, skip T. Higgins. T. Higgins is at seven. Amon Ra at eight. And then A.J. Brown at nine. We see T. Higgins get a really solid bump here with the injury to Jamar Chase. I think T. Higgins will be totally fine operating as the clear alpha in an offense. So with Chase down, I think Higgins is a really strong mid-tier wide receiver too. And then if Chase does return the season in what, like the four to six week timetable, then you just have T. Higgins as like wide receiver 10, 11, 12. So I like him there. Uh, And then moving into tier three, Jalen Waddell, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman, and Debo Samuel. I think these guys, you know, are in the back end wide receiver one range, high end wide receiver twos, tier four. Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, a smaller tier here. For Chris Godwin, he has the potential to be a top 12 wide receiver if this Bucks offense clicks. It hasn't happened so far. Maybe it clicks here on Thursday night. I'm honestly not going to be banking on it with the short week and all that. But right now, he's going to be at 15. DeAndre Hopkins, people may think this is low. The way that I'm looking at it is I think for the next three, four weeks, DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to be in that, you know, fringe top 12, top 10 wide receiver conversation. But I think once Marquise Brown comes back, then we're looking more maybe mid to back end wide receiver two for DeAndre Hopkins. You guys may disagree with that. That's totally fine. 
I just think a healthy Marquise Brown, a healthy DeAndre Hopkins, I think it's close. So I think both of them are probably going to settle in as like wide receiver twos. And then you guys know I love Amari Cooper rest of season. Honestly, I think I could argue him higher. He's definitely more of a uh, asset for a team that is a strong record. You're buying him for that stretch at the end of the season with Deshaun Watson. Then my tier fives, got some injuries in here. DK Metcalf, Chris Olave, Tyler Lockett, and Jamar Chase. At the time I'm recording this, DK Metcalf has not been ruled out for this Sunday. I do think he's going to miss, but it doesn't seem like he's going to miss a significant amount of time if they haven't already ruled him out. Chris Olave, he's been a stud. You guys know he's one of my favorites this season. Tyler Lockett at 20. He would probably get a little bit of a bump if Metcalf was missing you know, more time, but still operating as the number two there. I think he's a solid option. And then I have Jamar Chase here in tier five. And it's really tough to rank these injured players. I'm sure you guys have all seen the report. You know, I think he had like a hip injury. Whatever the injury is, the timetable we've been uh, told is four to six weeks. I've seen some, you know, pretty smart doctor people talk about how they think this could actually be like a longer term injury, potentially season ending. And that's where it becomes tough to rank Chase. Because I think if you're a winning team, you know, you're started off seven and oh, six and one, you feel like you're a lock for the playoffs. If I'm getting Jamar Chase back in five weeks, I'd be willing to give up a Gabe Davis, a Christian Kirk to bring him in because then he's going to be on that championship team. You don't need to win now. The problem is if there's the potential he's missing the rest of the season, then you're probably not giving up a Gabe Davis or a Christian Kirk for a guy like Jamar Chase. So it's tough to rank. Hopefully we'll get more information in the coming days. And hopefully he does get back in that like four to six week window. It's obviously super fun to have Jamar Chase out on the field. My tier sixes, I just talked about some of them, Gabe Davis, Christian Kirk, Devonta Smith, guys that I think are just locked in as like, you know, probably fringe wide receiver twos, but more in that like wide receiver 20 to 24 range. My tier sevens, Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton, Jacoby Myers, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Starting off with two disappointments so far, Deontay Sutton, not giving up on them, but obviously they have to fall off from where I had them preseason. Uh, Cortland or no, Jacoby Myers at seven, definitely overachieved, just continues to produce. And then Juju, we had the uh, Kadarius Tony trade. I still think Juju's the guy to own there, but maybe it just becomes, you know, more of a crowded wide receiver room. And then wide receiver 29 to 36, these are all going to be tier eight guys. Got Rashad Bateman, who I think could have a decent game tonight, um, going up against the banged up Buck secondary. So hopefully he has a bounce back. Tyler Boyd at 30. Then we got Marquise Brown, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Mike Williams, Brandon Ayuk, and Al Nazard. Honestly, ranking this last tier of tier eight players was brutal at the wide receiver position. There's a ton of depth. I feel like I had to leave off a ton of really strong options. Just want to talk about Tyler Boyd here at 30. I think with Jamar Chase out, he's probably going to be a weekly wide receiver 20, wide receiver 24. So it kind of just, you know, I guess depends on Jamar Chase's return time. If Jamar Chase is back, he's more in that like wide receiver 35, 36 territory. So maybe this is a little low here on Tyler Boyd, but it is kind of a developing situation. Same thing here with Marquise Brown. You know, we heard he's going to miss at least a month. So is he back in four weeks, five weeks? Just not sure. Definitely more of a, uh, you know, contending roster target. Same thing with a guy like Mike Williams, going to miss at least four weeks, I believe. And then I just want to shout out some of the uh, players who didn't quite make the list. Honestly, there's a ton of really strong options here. Jerry Judy, Kadarius Tony could be a spark plug for the Chiefs. Not exactly expecting huge things out of him, but you know, he has the upside. Brandon Cooks, you've got Michael Thomas, who's banged up. Adam Thielen, my guy Wandell Robinson, DJ Moore, George Pickens. 
these are all guys to keep your eye on. Honestly, maybe I missed, you know, another honorable mention, but like wide receiver 29 to 36 was really, really tough to kind of pick and choose what players would slot in there. Now, moving over to the quarterback position, we're going top 24. And in general, the quarterback position has been pretty disappointing this season. Coming into the year, I thought we had at least 12, 13, 14 really strong, really safe weekly plays. It has just not worked out that way. My tier ones, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. My tier twos, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. My tier threes, we've got Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert. Burrow probably would have a conversation to be in the tier twos if Jamar Chase was healthy. I think an injured Jamar Chase puts him in that tier three group. My tier fours, Tom Brady, Tua, Dak Prescott, and then Derek Carr. The tier fives, just two guys here, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith. I think they're slightly below those tier fours, but I think they have a little more week-to-week safety than the tier sixes. Tier six here is going to be a pretty big group. We've got Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, and then Deshaun Watson. I think most of these guys are going to be, you know, pick and choose players. You want to toss them into a certain matchup. You'll feel solid, you know, throwing them in there against probably like a bottom 10 defense, but you probably don't love them in tougher matchups. They're probably guys that are going to be, you know, filtering through your team off waivers, all of that stuff. And then Deshaun Watson at 19 there. If you are in a one quarterback league where you're just starting one quarterback, it's not super flex. I would much rather have Deshaun Watson on my team as a QB2 than a guy like Lawrence or Goff or Daniel Jones. He's definitely the long-term play. But if you're in a league or a super deep league where like you need a quarterback, then you probably want those guys who are actually going to be you know giving you points in your lineup. Then tier seven is going to be the quarterbacks who have had really strong NFL careers and have just totally tanked this season. We've got Matthew Stafford. We've got Aaron Rodgers at 20, Stafford at 21, Russell Wilson at 22. And you guys may be asking me like, why isn't Brady in this tier? For me, I think we look at Stafford, Russ, and Aaron Rodgers. Their situations, I don't see a ton of improvement. This Broncos offense just seems like it is not going to get it together with the Hackett-Russ combo. Aaron Rodgers just has no weapons around him. Now, maybe they go out, they make a trade for a guy like Claypool. Maybe it sparks their offense. But right now, I feel like it's just kind of is what it is. And then same thing with Matthew Stafford. He doesn't really have the weaponry around him. The offensive line has really struggled. For Brady, the pieces are there. The offense just needs to figure it out. The offensive coordinator, Byron, needs to get it together. So that's the uh, disconnect there. And then just two more, Marcus Mariota and Andy Dalton. Now the final position, we have the tight ends. Starting off here with tier one, obviously it's going to be Travis Kelsey. And I actually separated Kelsey and Andrews. I have Kelsey tier one, Andrews tier two, and then I jump into tier three. I think those two guys are clearly at the top, but I do think Kelsey has a decent edge over Andrews and just isn't really banged up right now. We saw Andrews have a rough game last week because he was a little nicked up. Now, talking about the tier three options, a pretty solid group here. George Kittle, Zach Ertz, Tyler Higbee, Darren Waller, and Dallas Goddard. These are players that I'd feel confident starting on a week-to-week basis. And then right behind them, the tier four guys, Fryermuth, Hawkinson, Schultz. Maybe you don't love their week-to-week consistency, but they're going to get it done. They're, you know, guys, you're solid on your team. Schultz may be the guy who seems like a little bit of an imposter here, but if we're projecting rest of season, I do think he's going to be in this group, honestly, with a potential to get into the tier threes. Now, tier five, we have players who are probably more fringe options week to week, and I actually have David Njoku leading this tier, and like I've talked about, injuries, tough to kind of calibrate into this. 
the way I'm looking at it, it looks like Njoku's going to miss two to five weeks. I believe that is what the timetable is. If I am a team who has a backup tight end, I'd much rather roster David Njoku, put him on my IR, you know, just keep him on my bench than have a guy like Hill, Everett, Hurst, right? Because I think when healthy, you could argue that David Njoku is pretty close to that top of the tier three group, especially with Deshaun Watson in the lineup. But then obviously, if you don't have a starting tight end, you're going to take a Hill or an Everett over Njoku moving forward. So that tier five, Njoku, Taysom Hill, Gerald Everett, and then the tier sixes, weekly streaming options. One player, it hurts to put him here, but we've got Hayden Hurst, Kyle Pitts, Mike Gusecki, Greg Dulcich, and then Evan Ingram. Obviously, it sucks that Kyle Pitts has fallen here. He was my tight end three heading into the season, but that is where he is at at this point. So that's going to wrap it up for this video. I hope this was helpful. Like I said, not a ton of analysis, but just kind of want to put the rankings out here. You guys can reference it. You guys can ask me any questions down below if you're trying to make some trades using these rankings. As always, thank you guys for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.